everybody. This is your host, John Tatey, and it's time for Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know her, you love her, weighs in on all manner of pop culture. It's been a while. Mumsy, are you there? I am. This time on the show, we're going to be catching up with Mom. We're going to be reviewing the Netflix original American Vandal. And after all of that, we're going to play Was Abby Right, where Mom and I judge Dear Abby and see if she's giving good advice to newspaper readers across the country. Are you happy to be back podcasting? Oh, my God. I am so freaking happy. You don't even know. (laughs) It took some doing on this end, let me tell you. I can only imagine, but I hope people can find us again. Well, I, th- I think so. I think uh, people will still be subscribed and they'll, they'll find us, but I'll let people know on the Twitter and you should do the same. Okay. And on the Twitter? Yes. Uh, Danny, and, that's so uncool. Oh, I know. Well, I'm terribly lame, Mom. Okay. Our fans have wanted us back and certainly my colleagues have wanted us back. It's just been a little uh, trouble getting the production help going. And so I'm just going to, we're going to do this. I'm going to edit it myself. I'm going to publish it myself. Oh, that's really, really sweet of you because I know you are very busy. Well, I'm a little busy. And as listeners may know, I am the host of the AV Club hosted by John Tatey every Thursday at 9, 8 central on the Fusion Network. If you're not watching, please check it out. Did you, do you enjoy the show, Mom? Very much. There you go. Very There's an much. unbiased review for everyone. My That's mom right. thinks I'm cool on my television show. Oh, I didn't say I think you're cool. That's I think true. you're wonderful. That's true. You said quite the opposite, in fact. You said that I'm uncool. Well, that was when you said the Twitter. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, we changed up the format recently. What do you think of me uh, standing up instead of being at the desk? Well, it was a little startling, um, but I do think that it's rather zippy now. The show has a has a it seems like it has a lot of energy now. Yeah, we wanted to pep it up a little bit and keep it moving a little more, and I think we've been successful. I'm really having a ton of fun making it, and I know that not everybody has Fusion. Let me tell you, you can watch the show eight days after airing. Why it's eight days, I haven't the foggiest, but eight days after airing on Amazon Prime video. Now, they cut out the headline section on Amazon Prime because Amazon said, we don't want the timely stuff because it'll seem stale. Fair enough. You know, um, and right, because all they, all they sell is new releases <laughs> of, of books. So yeah. I see their point there. Yeah. Well, it's a little silly, but that's what they wanted. Uh, but you can always watch the full episodes on the Fusion app. Uh, I believe you have to be in the United States or maybe North America to use the Fusion app, but I don't think you need a cable subscription. So the Fusion app, Amazon Prime Video, if you don't have Fusion uh, in your cable system. Whew. All right, enough of these plugs. Let's catch up a little bit. Now, longtime listeners of the show, Mom on Pop, will know that the Postmaster battles that you <laughs> have undergone have been a, a, an ongoing saga in your life and you really recently, have. let's 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 go through all the postmasters we have known when i was a kid there was toots <laughs> and she was there for a very long time and she was a village uh, she was just a staple staple isn't the, a mainstay is what i mean of the village right and yeah. she was a bit of yeah. a gossip she which i loved because you could say to her hey i heard a fire engine going down route 11 last night at around 11:30 do you know what that was and yes, she did. 
Yeah, she was a hub of information, small town living at its finest. Toots was there for a very long time, and then yeah. she was replaced by Elizabeth, who I really remember. I know she's a she was a friend of yours, um, and certainly is a very nice person. But I remember her mostly for putting the wrong mail in in our slot all the time, which is that's well, the you main know, job. Has, she, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't care for her. Uh, surprisingly. Well, I hope she's not listening to this, but uh, yeah, she wasn't great at actually putting the mail in the mailbox, which again would seem to be your day one of your training. And then I don't know who came after that because I went off to college and uh, had my own life elsewhere. Yeah, much to, much to the postmaster's sadness. But I know that there was a postmaster who uh, wouldn't get your mail for you one day, and that was the cause of much acrimony. And then there was a postmaster whose sexuality you theorized about, uh, wrongly so, as we later yeah. learned. Uh, yeah. And now you have a new postmaster. Tell us about the new postmaster. The new postmaster was there <laughs> as a fill-in. Oh, Johnny. She was there as a fill-in one time, and I guess... Uh, she didn't have anything to do, so she went through all the files and handed everybody back pages that they had to fill out because the post office didn't have your telephone number or your something. I don't know. And I just said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not filling this out. I've had this box for 30 years, and you're here for one day, and you think you're doing everybody a big favor. I think you're a big brown noser, and I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said in my head. I see. Okay. If you were looking so, for a fight. Did you get one? No. No, I didn't. And so when our beloved postmaster left and said this woman was coming on, I said, ugh, that's it. I am not speaking to the postmasters. I'm not getting chummy. I'm sick of this revolving door. I'm not doing it. So I went in most every day loaded for bear. But this is what she did. This is what she did. And it's sort of irritating, I'm going to tell you. Because I got a box that Jenna wants to make a knit a blanket. So I ordered her some yarn and they delivered it here instead of to her in Colorado. But it was in a priority box. So I said to the postmaster, can I just slap a new label on here and forward this? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes. Okay. Sounds like that went well. That's my story. That's it? Well, you know, it's like she's trying to befriend me now. This is not your most exciting postmaster story we've had on the podcast, Mom. We're trying to get off to a, a strong start here, and I'm I'm un, I'm displeased that you're getting along with the new postmaster. I'm not. Oh, I refuse to get along with her. I am not going to. But she's trying to befriend me. Well, why not get along with her then? It's t- I can't do it. I, you know, my heart broke when when Lee left. I just loved him. He was the cutest, strangest little fella. And, you know, it's just, I can't do it. I just can't keep, I can't keep doing it. It's too hard. Okay. Well, I won't make you do it. Okay. Although I think it's easier to have friends than to have enemies, isn't it, Mom? I like a good enemy. (laughs) Uh, Hey, what do you think about being a grandmother again? Oh, I just love it. I love the whole, I love the whole spiel of it. Except, Johnny, 
you know, there's a lot of cute things out there that I got to get for Leo. Yes. Now I have a little girl, and you're putting the kibosh on. I am. So let me fill the listeners in. Mom, Mom is a devoted shopper, and she loves to buy cute little things for the kids. And we don't necessarily have a place to put all this stuff. So I did ask mom uh, last year to send uh, in her care packages, which warm my heart and which I appreciate greatly, mom. But I did ask mom to send only consumable items and not books or clothes or whatnot, because we just had enough of that stuff. And it was going well for a while. And then baby Eve was born just about a month ago. And uh, suddenly the boxes started up uh, and we weren't we weren't only getting stuff for Eve. We were also getting some Leo stuff that I think you'd been storing up for a while. And so we had to have another talk recently about the boxes in which I expressed my deep appreciation, but also asked no more stuff. And do you think you're going to be able to do that, Ma? Well, Anna did say I could send her a box. <laughs> that's, not, that's not fair. You can't go around me to my wife because it's all going to the same house. Well... Uh, you know, now it, I guess it comes down to who wears the pants. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I think Anna is on my side on this one. It's just that she's not as willing to say no to you because she's so kind and polite. And I am she not. And I am asking for the boxes to cease. All right, Johnny, that's fine. Um, that's fine. It's not much fun, but okay. If that's what you want, the next time I make you know, cookies or something. I'll try to remember you. Okay. That are they going to be spite cookies? Because that's what it sounds like. Chocolate spite <laughs> cookies. You're going to give me <laughs> spite meal raisin <laughs> or spice cookies. Spiteful, spiteful spice cookies. There you go. There you go. I'll eat some spiteful spice cookies. I love it. Hey, did you get? Did you get to try and it's it while you were out here? Try a what? An it's it ice cream sandwich. Oh, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like a. I don't like a cookie with my ice cream like that. I don't like that. The cookies are always wonky. They're never. Ugh, I don't like those. I no, wish you tried. You with you. Yeah, you sure did. Boy, we've been going through them. My friend Josh Modell uh, of the AV Club fame uh, turned me on to these. Uh, it's they're called it's it. It's it with a hyphen in the middle for some reason and it's two oatmeal cookies with vanilla ice cream you can also get them with mint ice cream but uh, two oatmeal cookies with ice cream in the middle covered in chocolate and uh, these i think are the best ice cream sandwiches i've ever had and anna and i are both hooked on them and i kept encouraging mom when she visited recently to meet the new baby to try them but you really have something against ice cream sandwiches don't you mom well, you know what you know what kind I like. I like the kind where where the, you have the soggy chocolate <laughs> square, yeah, and the inferior vanilla ice cream inside. Yes, the ice cream like substance. Yes. Yeah. It turns to foam. Yes, that. Those are good too. But, um, those are the classic. Those are the classic. Those are the classic. Now, back in the dark ages, when I went to school. We used to get a brick of Neapolitan and two wafers that I think were leftovers from some guy that resold shoes that you <laughs> kind of put together yourself. And the, the 
cracker cookie part. You used to cut your mouth, and then you got to the sweet ice cream to soothe it. <laughs> oh, so it tasted better because you experienced a little pain first. Probably. Wow. And blood. Maybe, maybe that enhanced the uh, flavor. What a kinky ice cream novelty. Well, if you go to um, Arnie's in Concord, you can see a picture of what it was Okay. on, on their old-time menu. Okay. Wow. Arnie's. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you happen to be in the Concord, New Hampshire area, that's what Mom's talking <laughs> about, Arnie's uh, ice cream. Um, we, my friend and I used to have an obscene name for Arnie's uh, back in high school that, in fact, has something to do with uh, American Vandal, which is the show we're talking about on today's episode. Uh, We used to call it Arnie's Big Dick because it had this very phallic sign. Oh, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, Eddie and I used to call it that, but they changed the sign. And then you used to go next door to buy porn. No, we never did that. (laughs) But yes, Vino's convenience store was was next door and uh back in the days when you did buy porn apparently uh in in the back they had a bustling pornography business but i have never stepped foot inside that place ma well then really then why was there so many jokes about it well because eddie did once oh yeah oh i see okay well should we mention that you hefner has passed on today or yesterday or sometime uh hugh hefner has just passed away as we record this He's been dead a few days as you hear this. Do you want to memorialize half, Mom? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of pornography, that was that was my first uh, brush with the female form. Because, you know, Boo, this is Mom's father, my grandfather. Oh, my uh, God. Boo please. would give us kids the, the Playboys. What a, what a grandpa, huh? And these were Playboys from, like, the 70s. So uh, how can I put this? The women were not afraid to be a touch her suit uh, in certain parts of the anatomy. Oh. Let, let me say that. Uh, it was quite an education. I'm surprised that you all didn't just chuck the whole thing and forget about finding a mate of any <laughs> persuasion. Just date Playboy magazine for the rest of our lives? Oh, God, no. No. It's disgusting. That was fine. It's pretty tasteful compared to the stuff you can get on the Internet now. Well, I really wouldn't know that, Johnny, and I'm wondering if you really do know. If I really do know what? What you can get on the Internet. Oh, I would never. I would never. In fact, I have filters on my uh, Internet connection for myself, not even for my kids, just to keep myself honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a proud mama I am. All right. Well, it took us about 10 minutes to get into the pornography talk. It seems like there's... Uh, <laughs> we always drift always, into it the... It always ends... Uh, doesn't it? It always ends up someplace uncomfortable. <laughs> See, it's been a while, but we haven't changed. Uh, speaking uh, of feeling uncomfortable, should we talk about American Vandal? Oh, uh, God. Yes, let's. Okay. American Vandal is a documentary series in the vein of making a murderer and serial, but with a couple of differences. Instead of deadly murder, this case concerns 27 dicks that were sprayed on cars in a high school faculty parking lot, spray painted on the cars. And the case is entirely fictional, although you might forget that while you're watching. Here's a clip. Take a look at this. These are the dicks that you drew in Shapiro's class. Yeah. Right? Of course. And then this is the dicks that were drawn in the car. 
Oh. Yeah. Shit. They're completely totally different. different. Yeah. Wow. And we checked every single whiteboard dick that you drew in Shapiro's class, all had hairs. Yeah, I never forget the ball hairs. It's just, I mean, it's such an important part of the dick. And like the mushroom heads all off. American Vandal is available on Netflix. Mom, did you get sucked into the mystery of the phalluses? Oh, Johnny, I have a question for you first. I want you to tell me two things that you thought this was worth eight hours of your time. <laughs> two things. I don't know where to start. I think this is this is a brilliant series. Oh, I love it. Let me tell you a little more about it. It's shot. It really has the production value of like a making a murderer type show, a documentary series that you'd see on these streaming services. Very expensive, uh, just beautiful cinematography. uh, But it is all in service of um, this sort of class clown who's accused of spray painting uh, these penises on faculty cars and uh, all the The situation seems to point to him, but he insists he's innocent, and the documentary undertakes to prove that he is innocent. Uh, um, And I just think it's a brilliant send-up of these shows. I think that the commitment to the joke is incredible, and I'm amazed that I really did get sucked in and had an emotional attachment to the characters in this just goofy, puerile, dumb case. Who did you like? I love Dylan. I was rooting for Dylan. And this is the main character who suspected of spray painting the dicks. uh, And I fell in love with him from the get go. Oh, Johnny, you sound to me like the girl in high school that would just be drooling over the bad boy. Oh, yeah, that's me. But mom, we're here to listen to you give your opinion on the show. Tell the folks what you thought. I thought this was complete and utter crap. Really? It had no redeeming value for you? (laughs) I'm going to tell you a thing. This is what I thought was funny. When they showed Dylan's uh, detentions from the Spanish teacher for getting thrown out of class, making whale sounds and Mm -hmm. sneezing all through class because he said he was allergic to Spanish (laughs) or, you know, I thought those were very funny. I can't remember one other thing that I laughed at, and, and, if they said the word dick one more time, I was going to absolutely pass out. This is, this is, you know what, this is, this show is good for if you would like to uh, do yourself in and take a drink every time they say the word dick, you'll be dead by the end of it. (laughs) Did you watch all eight episodes? Yes, I did. Wow, good for you. You know, toward the end, it really gets into what I found, and I'm not being facetious here, I found it to be pretty profound commentary on the media and how it affects the lives of the people in the stories being told in mass media. How the It really is a commentary on how the characters in A Making a Murderer or a serial are affected by the attention of these shows, uh, mm. and yet it's done in this just ludicrous and silly packaging. To me, it was shocking and very interesting how much of this case relied on social media. Exactly. Facts. Yes. It's an extremely media literate 
show, which is another reason that I like it. But you didn't, that didn't have any appeal for you? I could have uh, enjoyed that if somebody had had the vocabulary of more than uh, a seventh grader. Well, they're high schoolers, so they have a little more than a seventh grader, but not much more. Not much, but let me tell you, think of your little children acting like that. Do I have to? Don't you want to cry? Well, no, I know that my little children are going to be high schoolers someday. Well, I hope they're not like that. (laughs) Well, no, I don't want anybody to grow up to be like Dylan Maxwell, uh, the accused uh, dick spray painter. But I know that they're going to be, come on, Ma, teens are goofballs. Well, I know, but they were smoking and, 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 and drinking and... It was just, it was so, and, and, and the kid, the kid that, mm, I don't know, I can't say this, right? But what? the kid that was bragging about things that he did that were later right. yes. proven something else. Right, the um, hand job kid. Oh, <laughs> well, that's who he is. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it was like, it's like the secret life that goes on that... The parents, some of the parents got a small glimpse of. Yes, the secret life. And this, uh, let me take a bit of a detour here, but this makes me think of something that was on my mind actually today. Today here at the show, I'm at the show offices right now, and we were shooting a cold open that uh, basically documents my life as an Apple nerd, because I do like Apple stuff, and I certainly, (laughs) what does it make you say that? What do you... Oh, because I think I just ran across a picture of you, like the day that you went down to the Apple store and worked for free someplace. Oh, yeah. Well, Apple stores didn't even exist yet. I went to uh, Comp USA one day. They used to have these Apple demo days. These were desperate times for Apple. Um, And this is this was right after the very first iMac was announced. Do you remember the sort of blue shell iMac, the cute first one. You remember that, Ma? Yes, yes, yes. So I went down to CompUSA to help uh, demonstrate the virtues of the Macintosh operating system to uh, customers. What a weird program this was, because Apple was so desperate to have some people who actually knew their computers, they just asked their fans to come help out. And yes, CompUSA was happy to have the free labor. Uh, But yes, I did that. Uh, Anyway, I was thinking about how I very early on had an Apple II Plus in my room, a hand-me-down from dad, right? And I was thinking about, I'm thinking about Leo. He's almost two now. And I'm thinking about, well, in a couple years, well, I want him to have a computer in his room. And the thing is, you know, I'd get a diskette to put in the Apple II Plus and that would be it. I, you know, there wasn't anything more than that. But with right, everything connected right. to the Internet now, I don't know when to start giving him this stuff so he can learn it. I really value that experience I had uh, early on learning how computers work. But I'm just and I think, well, I'm going to do the same thing with my kid. But it's such a different world now. How do yeah. you think I should handle this, Ma? Well, I think that's a tough one. And as soon as he hits school, they'll start teaching him. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's better if you start to make some rules in your own house about what it's how it's going to work yeah i've got to little baby games and things like that and then we're done and you know did leo eat all his dinner well then we get 20 minutes or 15 minutes 
on the computer. Mm. Yay for Leo, something like that. You know, you'll you'll have to think about that. Yeah, but I'm going to have to be there with him, right? And that was the thing. Like, you could just set me off on the little computer yeah. in my room, and, you know, yeah. I could explore within that sort of walled garden, let's call it. Uh, right. But now it's it's tough to contain. Oh, my God, it's it's ridiculous now. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. And I don't want him to grow up like Dylan Maxwell, the American vandal. Exactly. And my point to you is that somebody has to give birth to that. Somebody (laughs) like Dylan, because there's one in every class. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Another interesting thing about American Vandal is that they use the star playing Dylan Maxwell. Uh, His name is Jimmy Tatro, and his background is that he is a YouTube star. So all those clips you saw of his past exploits... Um, were from, I believe, his actual YouTube history. Because otherwise, I mean, they showed him looking much younger and, you know, doing stupid stuff. And I think that was drawn from his actual uh, YouTube history. And what I I love how they made Dylan, yes, dumb, but he's also a secret media genius, right? He knows how to be funny on Instagram um, or on YouTube And I really liked that part of it, too, that he wasn't irredeemable. He was kind of a savant in that way, although he wasn't so stupid that he was an idiot savant. But you know what I mean. (laughs) What? I thought he was a Neanderthal, Johnny. His parents have my condolences if that was their real life son. (laughs) Well, I don't think he's quite as stupid in real life as he is in the documentary. Well, I, I don't know. I just... He was very unappealing to me, and well, that's I tough to get past. Then, if you didn't like him, it's a, it was a tough eight-hour slog. Well, you know, he had that smarmy face. He had that. He had one of those faces that you just want to slap. What about what about the documentarians uh, themselves? Uh, they're also major characters in this, as they would be in a, like a serial type podcast. Yeah. And I love how seriously the documentarian took his enterprise here. Yes, I thought they were excellent. I really did. And you know, I'm going to tell you something, and this is a, like a little side note, but they have a fight at some point and come back together with a new theory. Right, the two the and, two kids making the documentary. Right. And they they say to each other, one of them says, about the other day, I'm really sorry, and the other one says something to the effect of, hey, we're here now, no problem. Yep. And this is something that my sister and I have commented on, that men can do that. Men do that. Women hold a grudge, and it's never the same, and it goes on and on and on. Now, that's that's my perception. Well, I think there's something to that. I think that I think men, maybe in general, and look, we're painting with a broad brush here. Let's cop to that yeah. right up front, right? Everybody's different, and we don't mean to de-individualize anyone. Right. But yeah, I think in general, men are more willing to pick up and move on Um, I certainly do not have the energy for grudges that you do, but I also wonder if it's, you know, I always say to Jenna, Jenna, my sister, for the listeners, I always say to Jenna, boy, the Morcoms really know how to hold a grudge. Morcom is my mom's maiden name, and I think that her side of the family, they're just expert grudge holders regardless of uh, man or woman. Yeah, 
I think that's true. That's true. <laughs> I can hold a I can hold a grudge with one hand held behind my back. <laughs> yes, you can. I sometimes think you seek out grudges. No, not anymore. Not anymore. When I see when I see different people around me that you know, life has probably not been quite so good too. It it makes me a little sad and I and I would like to bring a little lightness to those people. There you so. go. There you go. I like that, Mom. And hey, you bring a lot of lightness to people with this podcast, right? I don't know. Your Tell fans us. love you. I don't know. Oh yeah, now you're just fishing for compliments. By the way, if you do want to give mom a compliment since she just <laughs> fished for them, you can find her on Twitter. Uh is is it's Moxie N H, right, Mom? Yes. M-O-X-I-E-N-H is mom on Twitter. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, although why would you want to talk to me? My Twitter is J-O- Oh, don't say that. My Twitter is John Tatey, J-O-H-N-T-E-T-I. And I'm on the Instagram uh, as a real John Tatey. So it's real J-O-H-N-T-E-T-I. And I love that. I just, I've been doing it more lately. Uh, people seem... Uh, to respond more on Instagram. There's more likes. There's more friendliness. It seems like a happier, at least for me, it's a bit of a happier space. Twitter isn't exactly known, I, I guess, for being a happy space, although I try to make it so. Well, aren't you a delight? Yeah, I really am. You know, I never know. I really want to be on Twitter, but I never know what to say. And so I put stuff up like the last time we went out to dinner last week and I saw some girl, some young lady sitting across at the next table, and she was eating dinner and took her knife and put it into her mouth like a sword swallower and licked it. Bah! As she In moved public? on. Yes, right at the table. I was shocked. Well, I'm looking at your Twitter right now, Mom, and uh, I do see the tweet about the. Uh, you characterize her as a young lady in a restaurant who put her whole knife in her mouth, but I also see uh, a tweet here. ESPN is the equivalent of the rag sheets. They are a disgrace to the world of sports. Good Lord. Where, what prompted that? Oh, I think it was something. Was it something about Tom Brady? I don't remember now. I'm just trying to light some fire somewhere. <laughs> you know, Tom Brady's going to be fine. He really doesn't need you to stick up for him. No, it wasn't fine. Tom Brady. It was it was some other crap they were they were saying about. Uh, oh, you know what it was? It was something about the Red Sox were cheating. Oh, well, and they weren't. Well, they were though. Well, but they, but then somebody said they all do that. You know, you're allowed to wear your 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 mouth guard behind your ear if you want. It's kind of gross, but you can if you want to. Uh huh. What does that have to do with cheating? Well, they thought he had an earpiece. Yeah, but he had the Fitbit. They had the Fitbit in the dugout, and they were transmitting the pitches uh, to the dugout. That's that's not... You can't do that. Well, you know what, Johnny? I didn't hear that part of the story, okay? Okay, so if you want uh, uninformed tweets about media scandals, <laughs> you can follow Mom on Twitter at MoxieNH. That's M-O-X-I-E-N-H. Uh, Mom, what is your grade for American Vandal? I'm going to give it A plus or a double plus. <laughs> I'm going to give it a D, a solid D. Ah, oh, geez. Now they said they might come back next season, but it would, wouldn't be the same people, right? 
I I don't know. I don't know. It, I think it would be a different story because I think that they, without spoiling anything, I think that they explored this story to its fullest extent. I Yes, I do. And I don't know how to say this. You know, if you're left with an ambiguous feeling, I think that's okay. Yes, I think so. If you haven't come to a conclusion, because I think... That's the beauty of a story like that is that if it does, if it's not about a subject that you don't mind saying the word, you could really have a conversation about this. If you don't mind saying the word dick, is that what you're talking about? <sighs> yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. You knew. <laughs> okay. So that's a D for American Vandal from Mom. And we're going to wrap up this uh, triumphant return of the podcast with another installment of Was... Abby Wright. And mom, you have selected a letter that is from August 9th of this year, right? So this one really stuck yeah. in your head. It did because I had a strong feeling about it and I, I'm curious. Okay. Let me share it with the folks. This is from August 9th to 2017. Dear Abby. Dear Abby, I have a question. If you are traveling with a group of friends on a plane, is it rude for one couple to upgrade to first class? This was a group trip traveling to go on a cruise together. Signed, Just Wondering in Florida. And Abby responds, Dear Just Wondering, I wouldn't call it a breach of etiquette. However, it's less than an expression of solidarity with the friends who are sitting in the back. Personally, I think it sends a wrong message and could cause resentment unless there's a practical reason the couple needs the extra space. Long legs, a bad back, a weight problem, etc. Okay, uh, I think that's a pretty solid answer. Why did, were you drawn to this letter? Because I think she's wrong. You do? It's, I do. I really do think she's wrong. And it's not... It's not resentment. I think it's jealousy because anyone would want to sit in first class. So you think it is not rude. There's nothing wrong with upgrading to first class. Is that what you're saying? I, I believe there is not anything wrong with that. You, wow. You can't talk on the plane anyway, only to your seatmate. Huh. Because, you know, I'm on the other side, Ma. I would actually go f farther than Abby, and I think it is rude. Why? Just sit with your friends for Pete's sake. You're having an experience together. But you can't even communicate or anything with them. What is the point? Why should you sit in a cramped little space when you could stretch out, have some nice food and drink and, and, and comfort? I don't get it. Because you're kind of putting yourself above your traveling companions, aren't you? I mean, it's a group trip, and I feel like if you're on a group trip that you should stick together and suffer the same hardships as much as possible. Well, what, what, if you, what if you need it for your, you have a bad back? I mean, it's okay if there's some reason, but not for your comfort? That's stupid. That's right. Yeah, I think it's only if you have a, an actual reason, like a, like a bad back, as Abby said. Well, it's not like somebody gets up and says, well... See you later, losers. I'm going to go sit in first class. No, but ha, it, ha, you ha. might as well. Well, I think if you just said, oh, my back can't sit in coach for that long, I, I'm going to get first class. What's the difference? So you just lie? Is that what you're saying? People are going to hate you anyway. Just lie? Oh, I, I can't do it. I don't know. I, I just think if you can afford to do it and you want to do it, then you should do it. 
I was at uh, the airport recently and my flight was delayed or canceled. I don't remember what was happening. It was one of those situations where everybody lined up at the desk, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was not one of the people who had to line up at the desk. I don't remember why. But there were a lot of people that suddenly lined up. And there was a fellow at the front who had been there for a number of minutes already. He was with his wife, who was looking increasingly mortified as this went on. Now, I'll be interested to hear what you think of this situation, given your opinion on the letter. He was stomping his foot and throwing a tantrum because he uh, had enough miles or whatever racked up for an upgrade to first class. And they had given, but they had given the last first class seat to someone who was just behind him on the list because he was traveling with his wife and they didn't have seats for the both of them. So he's standing there with his wife saying, hell no, you should have given me that seat. And they're saying, we're sorry, sir. We followed procedure here and there was only one slot left by the time we got to you on the list. So it went to the next person and he was just outraged. I felt so bad for his wife because he's there ranting. There's dozens of people behind him who just want him to drop dead. Nobody cares about this guy having his first class experience and he's abandoning her. Now, isn't maybe that rotten? she wanted him to. <laughs> She didn't look like it. Although, yeah, maybe by the time they were done, she wanted to be miles away from him. She did look like that. Look, I think you can't argue at the airport. Yeah. I, I just think they, they have the last word. Just behave yourself in the airport. I agree. But what do you think about this particular situation? Wasn't the guy being kind of a jerk to insist on leaving his wife behind and coach? I think he was a horse's ass. Okay. Yes, I think... That's not the same thing, but I no. think that's terrible. But, you know, one time, one of the last times I came to visit you, we got on the plane, we got off the plane. Oh, we got yeah. on the plane, we got off the plane. And the second time, some guy was standing near the desk, not even near the desk, near the person that, that scans your, your ticket right. when yeah. you go down, waving his card. I'm a mileage plus Oh, customer, I, I thought, well, don't you look like an ass? Don't you just, why don't you just make a big fool of yourself and I'll grab the seat over here and watch you. I, I, I agree. I think the, the status symbols that the airlines proliferate are, are just ridiculous. And, you know, we, um, I've had to take a couple trips out to L.A. recently, and for whatever reason, my tickets have been booked on American, which I don't usually fly. But American has nine groups now. So they call it group one, group two, group three. And the first four are, quote unquote, priority groups. And yeah. then five through nine are just like the scum. You know, right, uh, right, and I just like. Do you really need nine groups? Well, you know what U.S. Air does. What they say, if you're traveling with toddlers under two, you can get on now. And then it's like mileage plus, yeah, and yeah, military, oh, well. and then and then it's group one. That's right. <laughs> American does the same thing. Is yeah. The, a, a, the Advantage Platinum and all the, you know, all the medals, all the diamonds and all the precious metals they go through first before they even get to the numbers. Meanwhile, I'm standing there because I'm in Group 1 and I'm thinking, well, you're going to get right, right on. Group 1 is worthless now. Nothing. It's nothing. Okay. Boy, I'm surprised we disagreed so strongly on this Abby letter. We're usually uh, in concurrence. 
Yeah, it's just that having been on a on a small plane, and I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking of, you know, where there's yeah. two seats and then one seat, I'm thinking, eh, you know, you can't really talk to anybody around you anyway. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I can sort of see your point because maybe – Maybe you wouldn't sit with your spouse. Maybe you would sit with the guy that you haven't seen in a long time and do some catching up. Yeah, I just feel like it's a weird way to start off a group trip because then you get off the flight and you've just you've had a different experience. I just think you're getting off on the wrong foot if you pull that stunt. Just suck it up and ride and coach. Well, what if you have a bad back? Well, that's you know, yes, that is an extenuating circumstance. We have all stipulated to that, even okay. Abby. All right. Well, I don't think she gave that enough uh, enough of a nod, but well, it was because you know what? I'd still be pissed if if I had to sit in coach and somebody else got to sit in first class. Well, I can tell you're really personalizing this letter. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Well, yeah. Is uh, is dear Abby the only advice columnist you read? Because uh, when Anna is uh, nursing baby Eve uh, and doesn't really have anything else to do, occasionally I like to uh, join her in the bedroom and read Miss Manners to her. Do you ever read Miss Manners? No. Oh, she's real icy, and she doesn't always answer the question. Also, they edit the le- they edit the letters in Miss Manners within an inch of their your life, so they are so vague. Sometimes you can't even tell what the question is. We That's should do funny. we should do a Miss Manners on the on the next podcast. By the way, All right, we I'll, are, I'll look Sorry, go ahead. I'll look for some Miss Manners. Okay. You know, I got uh, we get the Concord Monitor and we also get the Union Leader on Sunday because I thought the Union Leader would have different puzzles in it than the Concord Monitor <laughs> and they don't. But I got a $5 Dunkin Donuts card when I got it for 13 weeks, so it was pretty cheap. Well, $5. What is that? 3 donuts? Oh, I don't know. I hate Dunkin' Donuts. I gave it to Merrick. What? Oh, I hate Dunkin' Donuts. We'd get, uh, on Tuesday, taping days, we have donuts in the morning, which, as you can imagine, as soon as I get in the door, I go straight to the donuts. And they had Entenmann's for a long time. Uh, and I said, you got to get Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, God, you have so many great donut shops. Why would you settle for Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts stinks. It's all I want in the morning. Yeah, we have we have a lot of great specialty donut shops here in Chicago, but the donuts are like a thousand calories each. They're these mammoth donuts. I can't take that hit to my gut right before I'm going to be on TV. But you True. know, I can handle a Dunkin' Donut and a little bit of coffee. That's perfect. Dunkin' Donuts disappointed me so many times. I swore, just as I swore with Dairy Queen, never again. What? Dairy Queen? Yes. My, you are Dairy st- stunning. But what happened to Dairy Queen? No taste. No flavor. Uh, did you get a blizzard? Well, I don't like all that crap in my ice cream. I don't want that. Uh, that's the best thing to get at Dairy Queen, the blizzard. You know what? After after you take three bites, your mouth is so frozen, you can't taste anything That's anyway. Right. You can taste the greatest dairy treats this side of the... No. Yep. No, 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 no. Dairy Queen ice cream has absolutely zero flavor. Wow. You know, Dairy Queen is a sponsor of the show, Mom. They're going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> you should have Arnie's. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me wrap things up by telling people that Mom on Pop will uh, be coming to you every week for the next couple of months. I don't know beyond that, but we're doing it every week in conjunction with the TV show. 
sort of a cross promotion type of thing. I don't know. They just told me to start podcasting again, and I couldn't wait. I was so happy. Me too. I know. It's been a, I'm not even going to get into all the politics of it, but I'm just glad that finally we said yes to more mom on pop. So it's happening every week for a while now. Uh, and please also watch the AV Club hosted by John Tatey every Thursday at nine o'clock, eight central. Um, that's nine o'clock, both on the East and West Coast, because they re-air it three hours later. Uh, and I think those are all the plugs. Mom, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? I'm just happy to be back, and I hope all our loyal people find us. I'm sure they will. All right. Thank you for your insights, Mom. I love you. I love you, listeners. Thank you so much for uh, returning us to your podcast feed or for listening for the first time. If you're new to Mom on Pop, we're so happy to have you. We will be back next week with more of Mom's brilliant pop culture witticisms. So long for now. Mm-hmm.